Welcome, Wildcats, to Weber State Weekly. I'm your host, a man who may have foolishly purchased his season football tickets last week, Colby Peterson. On the pod today, we have another man who unfoolishly tabled the invoice for his season football tickets, Dustin Chapman. It's sitting on the fridge. It's waiting. (laughs) Sitting on the fridge. It's waiting. Smart move. Uh, We also have a man who prepaid for four years of hoop season tickets. Wise or unwise, you decide. Austin Christensen. It's going to be worth it. We're going to be winners. <laughs> I love it. And a man who simply wants to attend a game near his zip code, we have with us again, Mr. John King. Just come east, baby. Just come east. Just come east. Well, I got to say, I, I want the, the Wildcats to come east, but every time we do, it doesn't seem to go well. So I want to I break the streak there, man. But All on- that has to happen sometimes. <laughs> the way it goes. But, you know, you got to break a curse at some point, right? On today's show, we're going to be talking about the 2020 football schedule for the Wildcats. Um, Some highs, some lows, some must-wins, all that good stuff. Uh, Next, we're going to be talking about who are Weber State's rivals? Do we have any? What do they look like? Who are they? We'll debate it. And then finally, we're going to end with a little over-under. It's a little game we call over-under. So it's going to be absolutely terrific. But first, we want to encourage you all to subscribe to the show, whether you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you are. Please, please subscribe and uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, be sure to join. Uh, there's a Weber State Fans Facebook group. We do a lot of discussion in there. So hop in and please tell your friends about the show. We'd love to grow the, the alumni destruction and have more people engaging in the conversation about Weber State sports. So with that, is it time to dive into the 2020 football schedule, gents? For sure. All right. When isn't it time to dive into the football schedule? <laughs> it's a big deal on campus these days, right? We're investing in facilities. We're, uh, some people are arguing we're even a football school now. So let's talk football. Uh, hopefully we get to talk football more in the coming months. Uh, there's a little bit of some uncertainty as to whether or not there will be a season. Some FCS conferences have canceled. The Ivies have canceled. Uh, Colonial has canceled. Uh, are there any others you guys know of? Other conferences in the FCS that have canceled? The Patriot. 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 Patriot, yeah. So they have canceled as well. So, a lot. I mean, mostly all conferences back east have done it thus far. Uh, but hopefully we don't have that issue. Um, but one thing before we dive in too deeply, uh, some Power 5 conferences have begun to cancel non-conference games there. And that has led to some teams, FCS teams, having to cancel some of their games with those. Uh, The Pac-12 has done it, and now the Big Ten has done it. Um, So the very first game of the series of the season this year is with a G5 opponent, Wyoming. Past that one FBS opponent on the schedule, I wanted to get you all's feelings about the schedule overall this year. How does it compare to past schedules? How do you feel about the strength? Anybody want to dive into that question first? Yeah, I'll take a stab at it. So I think that... This year's schedule, I think it's going to be good. I think we kind of have a favorable conference draw. Uh, I think it, it it could be a lot worse, could be a lot more competitive. Um, we do see some opponents this year that we we didn't see last year, Montana State. Um, but oh, it's a very tough game. It's going to be in Ogden. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So we we do have that game. The out of conference schedule also looks a little bit lighter. So last year. Um, we saw San Diego State and Nevada from the Mountain West, and this year we're getting uh, we're getting 
Wyoming and we're getting Dixie State. And the Dixie State game is intriguing to me. It's an in-state game, right? And they're just getting uh, getting the call up to FCS. So I think it's going to be exciting. You know, maybe we have uh, a potential budding rivalry there with uh, with Dixie State. So I think that this year's schedule is going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of good games at home, too. Yeah, anybody else? Uh, what do you all think overall about the schedule compared to maybe past years? Good, bad, ugly? So it, it it's really hard to beat last year's schedule. I mean, you think about it, Weber State had – how many games they had seven games versus ranked opponents, you know, in a single season. And five of those games of those ranked opponents were top 10 teams. I mean, that it was a gauntlet and Weber got through it and they won a vast majority of them and it was fun and it was exciting. I mean, that last season was about as fun a a season of Weber state football as I ever remember watching Uh, the other quote unquote downer from this year, as opposed to last year is that there's, there's no Montana on the schedule <laughs> and that's, True. that's always a little bit of a bummer, but, but the schedule this year is it's, it's fun. It, it, it's, it's, I will just reiterate this and I will keep reiterating this on the podcast. It is a fun time to be a Weber state football fan. And, and when you're looking at these games, it, it's exciting to look at the games and say, who's going to rank, who's going to be ranked. We can beat them. And we're, we're positioning for the playoffs. I mean, as, as a Weber state fan, that is, has never happened. <laughs> we're we're at the start of the season and we're all already wondering what our playoff seating is going to be. And that is a really, really fun and cool place to be as a fan. Uh, the schedule this year is going to be fun. Mon- that Montana state game at home, that two week stretch, the 17th where they have Montana state at home and then they're on the road to Eastern Washington. That that's the season right there. That's going to, that deal. will make, that will make or break the, the four Pete big sky conference championship. Yeah. John King, how do you view this year's schedule? So the one thing I will say is I do think that this schedule from a strength of schedule point is a little bit easier than last year's. I mean, the first thing that you're going to say is, is that, you know, we played two FBS programs last year. One of those San Diego state, they went 10 and three, they beat UCLA and they rolled to an easy victory over central Michigan in their bowl game, 48 to 11. That's a very good, very, very good, FBS team that Weber State played very close last year, only lost six nothing. Should have won. Should have won. Yep, that, that was a win. Yeah, Should've. we're 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 all marking that as a W. Thanks to a called penalty. I I, I still see it. I, I remember watching it at my apartment in Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, and you know, it should have been a touchdown. It should have been a touchdown at the end. But then you go and, you know, you pick up your second FBS team last year. You play Nevada. And Nevada also went to a bowl game. Um, uh, they lost 30-21 to 21 to Ohio. But once again, a, a good FBS team. And obviously, like Chappie said, you know, first thing you're going to do if you're a Weber State fan is you're going to look at the schedule we're gonna, and you're going to say, oh, we play in Montana. That seems to kind of be a growing trend over um, uh, the last couple of years. And I do think, you know, also, based on what AC was saying, is that, you know, we did get kind of a favorable conference draw. I mean, you notice no Sacramento State on the schedule uh, on the schedule either, this year either. And they're going to be a returning really, really good team, you know, in, in, in conference play. Um, with that being said, uh, I do like the schedule. Um, I think Wyoming could be a very winnable game um, to start the season off. And I like the early season conference test against Northern Iowa, which we'll, I'm going to talk a little bit more later. But Hero Sports has them as the preseason number three team in FCS. And I think that's a very tasty early season tie. Mm. Yeah. I, so, I, sorry. Think about this. 
you look at the F- FBS games, and again, I it's a fun time to be a Wildcat fan, but one of these years we're going to win one of those. I mean, it was the Wyoming game. What was that, four or five years ago? Maybe more. Cal. <laughs> Wow. We, Cal, that that that, wow. that 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 game will haunt Weber State football fans for a long time. Um, you know the the two the two FBS games last year, both very winnable games against bowl opponents. Like we're going to get one of those FBS games one of these days. It's going to be a lot of fun when we do. It is going to happen. So I wanted to ask. Then we've talked a little bit about the schedule. We've talked about some of those big games coming up. I want to hear your top three most anticipated games. And that can be whether that's, you know, the FBS opponent we have, you know, presumably ranked opponent in Northern Iowa. Take me through your top three most anticipated games, because maybe there are some in there that aren't necessarily against the potentially ranked opponent. AC, what do you got? Honorable mention to Dixie State, because I want it to be a rivalry. Maybe I'm forcing <laughs> that one a little bit. So honor, honorable We're mention to them. It. Number three goes to Montana State. Montana State was a very, very good team last year, right? They beat Montana, had a huge game against Montana. They got to all the way to the semifinals, just like Weber State did. So I think that that game, I think a lot of people in the entire conference are going to have that game scheduled. So number three goes Montana State. Number two, Wyoming. That is the big game for us this year as far as, I mean, we're going up to FBS. We're going up to Laramie in altitude and playing up there. Um, Wyoming's picked second in the Mountain West Mountain Division this year, only behind Boise State. Mm. So they're going to be a good team this year. And the thing is, I think Weber State might get them. I really do. I really do. I mean, we were one bad call away from beating San Diego State. We were, it was a one score game against Nevada. This is going to happen. We're going to beat a team. We're going to beat an FBS team sometime in the next three years. I'm calling it right now. We're going to beat them. Why not this year? I think that this is Weber State's most talented football team. So Wyoming, I think that that game has some serious upset potential. That's got my number two spot. And number one, I've got to say Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, they're going to be looking for revenge. They came to Ogden last year, and we beat them. We beat them with Caden Jenks as our quarterback, if you all remember. And their quarterback's coming back, and he's a dual-threat guy. He had a really good game against Weber State. but I mean, according to pretty much every single poll out there, these are two top five teams going at it, right? Athlon, Hero, everybody's got these two teams in the top five. And Northern Iowa, they're going to want revenge. And so I think that that game in Iowa is going to be a really, really tough game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think the Wildcats are going to get away. Another critical thing on that game is uh, it's coming off of a bye week. The bye week happens very early in the season. And... uh... We've not been great coming off of bye weeks in the past. Chappie, what do you think? Top three, quickly. Okay. Uh, number three for me uh, is, is going to be that Northern Iowa game. Uh, those are two very good teams. Uh, it's, I, I, I like the trend of Weber State playing these big games early season. We have JMU in a home-and-home home coming up in the next couple of years. I, I like having that. The, the, the top teams in FCS should do that. Uh, number two is is Eastern Washington for me. Uh, they, they were down last year, but um, they're always good. I mean, two years ago they were in the they were in the title game. You know, they're they're a great team. They're, they're uh, short of Montana. They they tend to be the cream of the crop of 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 the Big Sky. Uh, that's a big game. We we beat them pretty good two years ago. Um, I'm excited for that one. Uh, my number one game is Montana State. 
the Montana schools always bring it. They always bring a lot of fans. That game is at home. Um, they, their fans always travel well. It makes for a really fun atmosphere. Uh, Jeff Choate at Montana State is a, is a very good coach. You know, whenever you see the, the, the G5, you know, regional names come up, you, you, seem to, you seem to see Jay Hill and you also see Jeff Choate in there as well. Um, and in, in college football, coaching is, is what wins. I mean, we're seeing that at our school right now, you know, and, and Jeff Choate is a very good coach and um, that's going to be an extremely important game. Yeah, they always, uh, Montana State always seems to play Weber State tough. I think the last time we played them wasn't the game in Bozeman and Weber pretty much ran out the clock. It was a, it was a nail biter. So, uh, and I think, well, the last time we played them was 2018. And if anybody remembers that game very well, that was, somebody mentioned Caden Jenks. That was the infamous uh, ankle doing a 180 game. (laughs) Right. So the game that I was thinking of was from 17. And yeah, yeah, it was the year year before. So so, leg at home. At home and uh, the entire, I was watching on TV and they showed it on TV and uh, you could hear the entire stadium gasp when they all saw it too. That was, that was yeah. something else. Yeah. John King close us out. Uh, what do you think are the top three most anticipated games on the schedule this year? So I'm going to do the opposite of what everybody said. I, they, everybody else went three, two, one. I'm going to go one, two, three, start at the top. Uh, Northern Iowa is my most anticipated game of the year this year. I think it's going to be a good early test for the Wildcat offense. I mean, we're expecting to have a new quarterback this year. I think we're going to know a lot about this team uh, in the second game of the season. Uh, one thing to one thing to note, um, Northern Iowa returns about 80% of the tackles from their defense last year, and they have one of the best defenses in the FCS. They're going to have one of the best defenses in the FCS again this year. Um, so really good early test for the Wildcats. Going to get to see the new offense and see what kind of new wrinkles um, we have with a new quarterback situation. Um, second game I'm most looking forward to is uh, the Wyoming game. I mean, obviously, if, you know, as a fan of an FCS team, you're always going to look and see whether or not, you know, you have a chance to beat an FBS team on your schedule. We've it's been very close the last couple of years. 2017, obviously, the Cal, sta- Cal game stands out. Um, last year, losing two one-score games to FBS team. Uh, this could be th- – this really could be the year. I mean, you're taking a very talented team to Laramie. Um, I expect to, at the very least, be in the game at the end of the game. Um, second, this is kind of an off-the-wall pick for me, but it's kind of a sentimental pick as well. Um, I like so- – I like always like the Southern Utah game. Um, <laughs> My man. <laughs> When I lived in Utah, I was there from 2016 to 2018. A couple of really, really crazy, uh, crazy games. Obviously, you have the 23-point comeback um, in uh, in 2016. We kind of go down to Cedar City and steal one. Then um, 2017, uh, I still see the Stephen Cantwell hit the knock of the game, which was an incredibly – incredibly dirty play and I remember calling home to my parents that night it was super late because they live on the uh, they live on the east coast I remember calling home that night I was like you know I had been telling you guys all year that I think Weber State has a chance to make a run the FCS playoffs but I think we just lost our quarterback for the season and I think I just we can throw that down the drain I'm happy to be proven wrong but I was crushed that night leaving the stadium but then to turn around the playoffs this year that year and one of my fondest memories as a sports fan and i and i've seen some cool sports stuff i saw the rg3 game when the redskins beat or the 
former Redskins, uh, beat the Cowboys on Monday Night Football to win the NFC uh, East Championship in Week 17 of the 2012 season, one of the coolest atmospheres I've ever been a part of. Um, when I was at Syracuse in undergrad, I went to uh, uh, Syracuse was number one in the country, played number five Duke at home with college game day and won by two in overtime. Another <laughs> crazy atmosphere. One of my fondest memories up there with those two games and watching sports was driving down to Cedar City in 2017 and watching us get our revenge in the FCS uh, in the FCS second round. We absolutely suffocated them. We pounded the ball down their throat. And it's one of the most satisfying victories I've ever had as a sports fan. And it was a haul getting down there. I didn't realize how far Cedar City was to, uh, uh, from Ogden because I'm not a native, you know, Utahan. But boy, was it a happy ride home. And uh, so that game always has uh, a, spe a special place in my heart. So I, I'm always going to look for that on the schedule. You know, that game was so beautiful because after I watched it on TV, I did not go down. But uh, it was very quiet on Twitter that night. Not a lot of people talking trash down south, which uh, warmed my heart. So, Jens, hey, thanks uh, for your takes. Random note on uh, on Austin's pick for Wyoming. Uh, so 2014, uh, Weber State played North Dakota State. If you guys, if any of you know Jay Hill is side of that game many times as being it was his first game as a head coach. They played them back to back years. He wanted to see see the best to become the best. Um, and the the man opposite him that night was Craig Bull, who is now the coach at Wyoming. That's right. Well, guys, thanks for your takes on this. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to the season. Um, John, I'll be with you. I will be making that trek down to Southern Utah this year again. It's a, a November game, and uh, they always seem to play those games late, which pisses me off, but whatever. We'll be down there. We'll be booing those clowns and beating them in their own building. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to the next segment that we're going to have because we're going to talk a little bit about rivalries like that. We're going to talk about Weber State's most hated rivals. And so to start this off, I wanted to ask you guys what it takes to make a rivalry. And based on that, who you think Weber State's most hated rivalries are. AC, you want to answer that question? So what it takes to make a rivalry for me is pretty simple. It's got to be something organic, right? So I'll give an example, an FBS example. TCU joins the Mountain West Conference, right? And BYU and Utah at the time were both in, in the conference. And it was kind of those three at the top of the conference. And TCU's first year in the conference, they go to Utah and they, they ended up winning. It was a missed call at the end uh, on a play that TCU scored on. TCU wins the game. Same thing happens when TCU goes to BYU that year. So TCU beat Utah and BYU in the same year on bad, call, bad or missed calls and ended up winning the conference. And so ever since then, me, I, I grew up as a Utah fan. I just, I despise TCU. I just can't stand, to this day, can't stand them. And it was something that was or completely organic. Prior to that first game in the Mountain West Conference, I didn't care about TCU. So to me, it's got to be something that's organic, not something that's forced, not something that's planned. Has to be organic. That said, I think that Weber State, there are rivals on so many different levels for Weber State. I think that Weber State has rivals that Weber hates more than the other team hates us. And I think that, the opposite is true. Uh, the opposite is true as well. So, for example, I think that Idaho State hates Weber State more than Weber State hates Idaho State. Um, 
that said, I still think it's a rivalry. You know, I, I remember in basketball this year when Idaho State came to Ogden and Ugh. they ended up beating us in basketball. I was furious. Like, well, I was broke so 12 game, mad. 12 game losing streak going into that game by winning that game in the D. Oh, my what goodness. Right at the end, too. It was a close game there. It was right at the end and we ended up losing. And I was furious. And so my sentiment after that game told me that even though it might not be Weber State's biggest rivalry, I still do think that the Idaho State game is a rivalry. And I mean, it's what? It's like an hour and a half drive or something, hour, 15 minute drive That's to right. Pocatello. And so the proximity is well, I think plays a factor into it. Uh, another rival that I think Weber State has is obviously SUU. And again, I think this is something where SUU probably hates Weber State more than Weber State hates them. Um, my logic behind that, if you look at the SUU uh, football game this last year, there was a ton of social media. All SUU social media was showing like whatever it was, they were taking pictures around campus and they would X out any W's that they could find, whether it was a flyer on campus or whether it was a, uh, uh, the name of a building, they would just X out the W because they just, they hate Weber state that bad. It's an in-state thing. Recently, the football rivalry has been super intense, right? This last year they came to Ogden. There were a ton of fans wearing red and black. So I, I think that that also is a rivalry. For me as a Weber State fan, I think, again, to me, you guys might disagree. I think that the biggest rival we have is Montana. And I think that part of that is Weber State jealousy. Uh, Montana, seeing their athletic department travel is incredible. Like, their athletic department is gigantic. Yeah. And you look at the, the, the people that they're taking to away games, the equipment that they're taking to away games, and I'm just like – how can we get that? I want that for Weber State, you know? And so Montana, they've got the money, and I'm jealous of that. They've had tons of success. I'm jealous of that, but also in hoops. You think basketball? We've had a ton of really, really big games against Montana. In in the Big Sky Tournament, we've had some really huge games where it comes down, you know, it's us and Montana in the championship game for a, a spot in the big dance, and they've beat us a few times, and that doesn't sit well with me. Uh, so for me, Montana is probably our most heated rival. Mm. Chappie, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, a few things there. I'm, I am excited about the in-state prospects. Okay. Uh, around the West, with the exception of California, there, there are no States that have three FCS schools, uh, which we do now. And, and it's great. Um, I, I believe that they could do some things to make these rivalry games fun. Uh, for example, I think it'd be fun to, to, to play some of these games or all of them or have it be a series that you're playing at, at Rio Tinto, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because then in that way, it's a, it's a drive from Ogden. It's not as far as a, of a drive from Cedar City or St. George. Um, do it up. Make it something where you can have, you know, the funnest rivalry games. Look at the, the – I the think of the Georgia-Florida game. You know, the Georgia-Florida game is always played at a neutral site. They call it right. the largest cocktail party in the world. Right. Uh, same with same with Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, it's at the mm, Texas State Fair. It's at the Cotton Bowl. You know, the stadium split 50-50. You have to do things to create that that kind of atmosphere. You know, and 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 obviously we're not you know we're we're not to that level, and and that's okay. But you can do things to make it fun. You can make fun atmospheres. You know, and I would like them them to see that Dixie, um, St. George as a as a city just is a very ambitious community <laughs> and, and that, that, that it is reflected in the university. They, they want that school to be as, as, as big time as, as they can get it. And, um, 
it, it's fun to see. So there, I think there could be something there. Um, you know, as far as, as other rivals, and if we have rivals, I, I, I'm with Austin. My example of, of a rivalry having to be organic is Rail Salt Lake and Sporting Kansas City. Like you ask any RSL fans, like they hate Sporting Kansas City. And, and there's no reason to. Like, well, why would people from Salt Lake, there's nothing there. There's nothing there, except there have been some really good, intense games with an MLS Cup final. There, there have been lots of things there that have happened that have created that rivalry. And so it does have to happen organically. It can't be, uh, it can't be manufactured. You can do things to help it. You know, Utah, Colorado is a good example. When, when Utah first got into the Pac-12, it was like, oh, this is a rivalry. And it wasn't, right? It was, it, it was a joke. It was something Utah fans did to needle BYU fans and say that was their rival. But, um, you know, Colorado starting to beat Utah and keeping them out of Pac-12 title games and doing things like that. That's what makes a rivalry happen. So, uh, so with that in mind, you know, uh, I, I love that we have so many close teams, Idaho State, Dixie, you know, SUU. Um, it's got to be Montana. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it's the Montana factor goes, it is jealousy, but it, it goes back to um, BYU in the, in the whack days. They, you, you kick the crap out of people for, for so long, right? Like everybody hates you. Yeah, everybody ends up hating you. Wyoming and that, hates BYU. They hate yes, it. for forever, and they always will, you know. And 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 Montana is that. And 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 to to build off what Austin Austin was saying, it, it is impressive. If if any of us, anybody that went to that playoff game last year, those fans, that was that was impressive. I mean, that was that traveling contingent was beyond impressive for a December Friday night. That that was that was amazing. And, and it's, and, and it is, it's a jealousy thing, but, but you, you want to be the best. And and if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And, and, you know, winning those games is what happened. I, I, I clearly wouldn't say that Montana considers us their main rival. Obviously it's Montana state in the brawl of the wild, but um, Weber state has ambitions to be at that level. And, and so you have to, you have to consider that your rival. Well, and, you know, that that Friday night game, uh, I was surprised at, you know, how many clown cars they could get out of Missoula for a game like that. Just blew my mind. Amazing. John, what do you think? So I think when you look at, you know, most great rivalries, be it in whatever sport, you know, in the world, you can pretty much pin the beginning of the rivalry, like, down to a moment. You know, Yankees-Red Sox, you can pin down to Babe Ruth being sold from the Red Sox to the Yankees. Um, Ohio State-Michigan, like, that rivalry really took off after Woody Hayes punched a Michigan player, like, from the sidelines. So, you know, there's – in most rivalries, there, there, there seems to be a moment where it, it, it kind of takes off. With that being said, you know, I will, I will preface this by saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm newer to the Weber State fandom than most. I mean, you know, I grew up on the East Coast. Um, my first love in life are the Syracuse Orange. That's where I went, you know, to uh, – I, where I went to undergrad. Um, so, you know, I have a little more recency bias, I think, in my um, – uh, uh, in, in my rivalry takes than maybe a traditional, you know, long time Weber state fan. Um, with that being said, I think that, you know, when it comes to football, I think in the you know next couple of years, you're really going to see the Weber state Montana rivalry, but into a really, you know, really, really huge game. Because I mean, these are the two teams that looked at their positioning themselves to be the best teams in the conference over the next couple of years. 
And when you have that situation and you're constantly competing for the top honors, it's, it's just, it's organic for that kind of hatred to form between the two schools. Um, but I kind of also look at an unorthodox, um, uh, at an unorthodox um, approach for rivalry as well. I mean, the more Weber State qualifies for the SCS playoffs, that opens up the teams that you can schedule across uh, across the country. I mean, if you look at the James, James Madison um, story the last couple of years, you know, Weber State's met them in the FCS playoffs twice. And then now you have, I mean, Five years ago, did anybody have any? Did anybody ever think that they were going to play JMU, you know, for a home and home series a couple of years down the line? I don't think anybody five years ago would have thought that. But that's a situation that's totally been created based on you know going deep in the FCS playoffs, and who knows, you know, what that is going to what that's going to do for us over the next couple of years. I mean, you know, we could play South Dakota State the next three years in a row in the playoffs and have really, really close games and, you know, split the series 2-1 and then poof, that's a, that, that's a rivalry because those are huge games. You have moments that you can draw back on and those games, they, they, they really mean something. So, I mean, you know, our next great football rival might be a team that we don't even have on the schedule this year because, you know, you never know what could happen when you get to the business end of the season. Um, with that being said, on the basketball side, I think I agree with uh, both Chappie and AC. Um, when you look at the history of the conference, I mean, Montana and Weber State, you know, they, for a long time, they have been the teams that have been going to the NCAA tournament out of the Big Sky Conference. And so when you have those moments in all those conference championships games where they're playing against each other. That just sparks a natural rivalry right there. Absolutely. And I, I think that you're right, John, that winning in the playoffs kind of creates this environment where there, there could be some bad blood, right? Like I think honestly, if we were to see a team like SEMO or KSU again, that could, that could get hot because those games were kind of dirty. You know what I mean? I, I, would say, I would say you could put Maine into that. Into that too. I mean, like that could be, you know, that was an incredibly hard physical, you know, kind of chippy game. And so, you know, you never know. I mean, the, like, like I said, I mean, as you continue to expand across the country and you play more and more teams because you're going deep into the playoffs, I mean, you're just opening yourself up to where, you know, the next great Weaver State football rivalry, like, like I said, they may not even be on the schedule this year. Cool. Maine's Maine's players weren't basically going into the stands like Semos or <laughs> Kennesaw State's. Yeah, okay. So you throwing punches on guys in the front row. That's right. the kind of stuff that's like, mm, if I see you again. That's right. but, uh, now, one more thing here. Uh, you know, and we talk about Montana and we talk about basketball. I mean, it, how, there's been how many conference title games played between the two schools? You know, yeah. it, 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 that's what creates that. I mean, I. I, w I still have very vivid memories and, and anger in my heart from the, the 2010 Anthony Johnson game that oh. I don't even, don't even like saying his name. I mean, I, I was there, I was at the arena, you know, I, I was excited halfway through the second half to, to think that Weber State was going to the big dance and that I was going to be there to see it. And yeah, now somebody scores, guy scores 42 points and they win the game. And that, that, I mean, that, those are the, those are the things, you know, and, and then over time, you know, SUU is newer to to the Big Sky. Dixie's new to FCS. I mean, over time, when you play the same teams consistently, or like John says, you play them in, in a in a big game setting, and you play those same teams over and over again. That that's those are how those rivalries happen. 
and just one quick point on the, uh, I, I, you know, on the SUU thing. Like, I think SUU could become a really great rivalry game for Weber State. I mean, you know, especially in football. I mean, you, you, we were talking about this a little bit off the air today, but I mean, you've really seen a transition between you know Utah really producing a lot of football talent, which means there's going to be more talent to go around. But you look at moments like the Stephen Cantwell hit in 2017, and then mm. you know following that up by going down to Cedar City in the playoffs and avenging, you know, avenging that loss in the regular season and moving on to the quarterfinals. I mean, those are the type of moments that really create, you know, long sustaining uh, rival, rival, rivalries. Plus, it always helps when you're in state. I mean, you know, alumni bump into each other. It just makes things easy. And, yeah. and the year before, the year before SUU, if I remember right, the game was there and Weber came back. That they had a, a an amazing late game comeback. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. Fourth quarter yeah. to come. Uh, yeah, th- yeah th- those those matter. Absolutely. So, guys, I want to get your you know the last word here. Give me one name. Who's at the top of the mountain? The school that you just can't lose to. One name. AC, I want you to go first. Montana. <laughs> basketball, or basketball or football Montana. that's right it doesn't matter any sport i don't want to lose to this team it yeah. doesn't matter what it is chappy what do you got montana it has to be john king james madison because i grew 30 grew up 30 minutes from their campus no i'm just kidding the answer is montana but that just <laughs> close to home for me because i'm i grew up in virginia and i was so close to uh to jmu and so i you know but no the answer is montana the answer is montana yeah. For me, I think in the same way, man, I just can't lose to Montana. It doesn't matter what it is, man. I want to beat those clowns all the time. And I know that in you know, with SUU that I'm going to beat those guys in basically everything else. But man, I just can't lose to Montana. So let's wrap this show up, guys. Appreciate all your takes. Appreciate your thoughts on rivalry and how they come to be. Um, let's wrap the show up with a little game we call Over Under. I'm going to give you guys a number and you're going to tell me whether you think that it's an over or an under. And you're going to tell me briefly why you think it's over or under. So today's over under is going to be Weber state football will win 8.5 games this season. So that way there's no fence sitters on eight, right? So tell me AC who, Will Weber State win? Are you taking over or under and why on 8.5 games this season? I'm taking over. Okay. I'm taking over. I feel good about the over too. So you think about it. I mean, we're going to be getting how many, how many regular season games do we have this year? 11? 11. 11, right? I don't think we're losing three of those. But then in addition to those 11, we're probably going to get one to two at least playoff games that are going to be in Ogden. And we're not, I don't think we're going to be losing those either. So, I mean, when you're looking at 13 games, 13-plus games, I don't see any way that Weber State, this football team, as it's comprised right now and with our health and everything considered, I don't see any way that Weber State loses five games this year. Chappie, what do you think? Over, you taking the over or the under on 8.5 games for the football program? It's over. And I want to... Once again, reiterate that that is an amazing thing to say as a Weber State fan, <laughs> that, that, our, <laughs> that our expectation is that the team is going to win a minimum of nine games. If, if, you, if you don't win at least nine games, that means that you, you, know, you lost to Wyoming. That's a likely loss. Okay? 
that means you you lost probably the Northern Iowa game. You lost one of two Montana State and Eastern Washington, and you lost one other one. I mean that that's I don't I don't see all of that happening. Okay, and I think that that's a great point. It's, we I think we should probably keep it regular season because you know like you said AC putting those putting those playoff games in that 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 actually that makes things a little easier, doesn't it? But John King, what do you think? You taking the over or are you taking the under on eight point five games? So I'm also going to take the, uh, I'm also going to take the over, and I think one thing it's going to really come down to is uh, you know I I really believe the offense is going to gel quickly. I mean the schedule starts out and it's tough. I mean obviously you're going to play your FBS opponent, and then you got to travel to Northern Iowa for a big non-conference uh, game the second week of the, week of the season. So it's not going to be very easy to start the game. However, I do think at the end of the day um, it's a it's a pretty favorable um, conference schedule. We have a lot of talent on the roster. I mean, very, very likely if you're looking just at the regular season, it's very likely that you go uh, 10 and one. And if you go to Wyoming and you get an upset, uh, upset win, you know, you could be 11 and 0. But um, uh, uh, I did want to say one more thing about the Wyoming game. And, and I do, uh, I, I didn't mention this in the first segment, but you know, one thing that I think Weber state fans like have to consider is that like these FBS games are huge for end of the end of the year, like playoff uh, playoff seating. I mean, if you can go to Wyoming and win that and, and, and win that game, you know, you set yourself up in a situation that if you can run the table in your conference, there's a very good chance that you're you know you're not that third team in the uh, in the FCS uh, uh, in the FCS standings, and you could be hosting a semifinal game if you can win that game on the road uh, on the road. So. It's a really huge start to start the season. I think the offense is going to gel. Um, uh, I think it's going to gel pretty quickly, provided that, you know, all the practices and everything can go on as uh, uh, scheduled. But I do think at the end of the day, you know, you're looking at a nine, probably a 10 win team. Mm. So since everybody went over on 8.5, briefly, just give me a yes or no. If I bumped it up to 9.5, do you still take the over, John? I'd probably still take it, yes. Yes. Chappie, take the over on a 9.5? No. 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 no not, and, it's, and that's nothing against them. I mean, they Weber ran the gauntlet last year, as I mentioned earlier, with those ranked teams. It, it may not happen again. I, I'm, I'm always a little pessimistic when it comes to stuff like that. No, t- 10 wins is a lot. Okay. AC, you taking the over on 9.5 wins? I'm taking the over. And I'm taking the over for the exact same reason that Jappy's taking the under. Jappy says we ran the gauntlet last year. This year we've got an easier schedule. And we've got a more talented team. I'm taking the over. I'm, I'm kind of with AC on this. I think we have a more talented team, and the schedule is certainly softer. We've got Northern Colorado, Idaho State, Dixie State, SUU. I think, I mean, those that, are those I mean, rocks, that that uh, That UC Davis, I mean, they, they, were, they were good last year. I mean, there's – Could be tough. Could be tough. There's some. I mean, we do have an easier schedule, but, but I, I don't know. No Jake Meyer. No Jake Meyer. Just saying. It's true. And, and quite honestly, if we talk the conference as a whole, that might be the no Jake Meyer and, and the QB at uh, Sac State's gone to that. Those are, those are both really good things for Weber State's prospects in the conference. Very true. All right. So upcoming games and events. Actually, we have something this week, even though uh, there's no conference play or games happening on campus quite yet. We do have on Thursday, July 23rd, Big Sky Football Virtual Media Day. So you can watch this at 10 a.m. It's going to be on Pluto TV. 
and you can get a glimpse. And I think they're only going to have two guys. I think they said they were going to send Josh Davis and Shahid. Was that the two people that were going to be involved? Do you guys know that? I thought it was just Josh Davis. Just Josh Davis is going to be involved. And then, of course, of course, Coach Hill. But this will be football media day, and you'll have an opportunity to kind of get a glimpse and talk with the, with the guys a little bit, hear what they have to say ahead of. And that's really all we have coming up this week. So with that, wrap the show up. Thanks, all of you, for coming on the show tonight, talking Wildcat sports. Really appreciate it. If you guys are interested and want to send us your thoughts, your comments, feel free to email us at weberstateweekly at gmail.com. That's a place where we can take those questions, maybe shout you out on the show, take some of them and incorporate them into some of our segments. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, we're at, on Facebook, at facebook.com slash Weber State Weekly. Also, like I said before, make sure that you join the Weber State Fans Facebook group. It's a great opportunity to interact with fellow uh, Weber State sports fans in general. I feel like it's a lot of football. There's some hoops in there, and that's kind of the way it goes in there. But a lot of Wildcat fans, it's grown quite a bit since it, since it started. I think well, what last time I saw, we were up to, what, 560 members in there now, guys? Is that right? Something like that? Anyway. It's great, great community. It's a good place to check it out. You can also follow us on Twitter at Weber State Weekly or Instagram at the same handle. And finally, our blog, WeberStateWeekly.com. We're going to be posting some thoughts uh, off air of what we think about upcoming things. That's a good place to read more about what we think if you actually even care. I mean, you're still listening to the show at this point, so I assume that you care. <laughs> so I'm mostly looking forward to the Montana fans in my mentioned who are going to hear us fawn over them and say that they're our rival and uh, they're going to, they're going to want to chat about that. That'll be mm. fun. Uh, more than happy to chat with some loser Montana fans. Uh, you can tell them that I said that. And until next week, I'll say Weber state, Weber state. Great. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>